Happy early Sunday morning to all of our HOD podcast listeners. We are back once again with another podcast, and we thank you guys for tuning in. As always, uh, we are definitely thankful and grateful for another day that the Lord has allowed us to see, for bringing us in here to uh, come together once again, uh, even though not in person, but we are definitely all coming in on one accord, uh, definitely touching and agreeing and believing God for so many great things, uh, not just what he is about to do, but we are definitely thankful for all the things that he has already done. Um, we have uh, all been blessed to be able to uh, uh, make it through these trying months of dealing with uh, this coronavirus um, the inability to come together and fellowship as often as we would like to, and also being in good health. Um, it's not something to take for granted, and we thank God for it because I'm sure that we are not all the only ones who have seen people um, who have contracted the coronavirus and have been sick, and also those who have lost loved ones throughout this season. Um, but we are grateful that God has kept us that he continues to keep uh, and protect us as only he can. So we uh, are definitely grateful uh, to be here in the land of the living. And we are definitely excited about bringing you guys another podcast here on this Sunday. Uh, We do apologize for last week um, not having something posted. Uh, But if you were not in the house on last Sunday at House Deliverance, once again, that's located at 3039 Thoroughfare Road here in Goldsboro, North Carolina at 10 a.m. every fourth Sunday. If you were not in the house, you definitely missed a treat. Uh, The Lord definitely moved. He definitely came through the house. And uh, there's always next time. So. All, all of you who are our faithful listeners who have not had the opportunity to come and fellowship with House of Deliverance Ministries, we definitely invite you all to come every fourth Sunday at 10 a.m. at House of Deliverance Ministries, located at 3039 Road here in Goldsboro, North Carolina. And I promise you, you will not be disappointed. You will not feel as though you wasted your time coming out for the service. God always comes through. He always shows out and he always comes and gives exactly what we need. So we definitely invite you all to come out and fellowship with us on the fourth Sunday of March, uh, beginning at 10 a.m. We do, again, wear our masks, we do hand sanitizer, and we do scan everyone for their temperature as they come into the building. So we are taking all precautions to make sure that everyone is safe. So we do invite you all to come out and fellowship with us. Uh, But we are preparing ourselves to jump into this podcast. Um, As always, I got another hot one for you. Another good word. Some more good music. So... Uh, we ask that you all sit back, relax, throw those feet up. Uh, but before you throw the feet up, make sure you got your church socks on so you can slide in the kitchen because we are going to have a good reason to slide in the kitchen on today. So we hope that you all enjoy. Let's get into it.
tell them yes because I still believe God. I tell them yes because I still believe God. I've got one question tonight. Whose report will you believe? We shall believe the report of the Lord. And if you believe God, you will tell them yes. Even when you don't understand, you'll tell them yes. Ask somebody and say, whose report do you believe? We shall believe the report of the Lord. We're moving from here.
Somebody say, I got a question for you. Do you still believe God? Do you still believe God? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're moving. Listen. 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 I think we got about 10 more seconds. Get up and praise him right there.
Well, if you're glad your chains are breaking and falling, I want you to shout louder than the chains sound when they fall. Come on, let your praise be louder than the chains that are falling. Come on, give God a good praise that the chains, not just yours, but off of your family, off of your children, off of your grandchildren. Come on, give God a thank you praise. <laughs> so God, we thank you tonight for your total sufficiency. You are all sufficient. We thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you that you loved us enough that what nobody else could do, you came and did in a body in your son. You died for our sins. Thank you for Tasha Cobb tonight and for the anointing that is on her life and for her husband and for all those who share with her. Thank you for Pastor Carter and for putting it on his mind to call the church together for these three days. Now stand up in me. Use me for your own good pleasure. We move every distraction out of the way because we want to hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. Have your way now. I pray in the only name that matters, the name of Jesus. And if you believe it and you're glad about it, shout amen. Amen. Take your seats in the presence of the Lord. It is good to be in the house of the Lord tonight here at the Concord Church. Would you help me thank God tonight? For one of the great visionaries of this hour, your wonderful pastor. Let's thank God tonight, Pastor Brian Carter. Come on, let's honor him. Let's really, that's all y'all got? Y'all can do better than that. Yeah. Yes. Can you help me thank God tonight for his partner in love? life, marriage, and ministry. Lady Carter, we honor you tonight. And uh, I got two girls and a boy we call ours the Trinity, so I'll just call them that for the night. For the Carter Trinity sitting on the front row, we thank God for them. And uh, I, I, if you give me a moment of personal, yeah, put the clock on pause, personal privilege. No. In about 1982 or 83, I, I wasn't even thinking about preaching. Uh, I was a preacher's kid doing what preacher's kids do. And it was a Sunday morning and I wasn't paying attention to nothing going on in church. And an usher came to me and said, there's a couple here um, that says they know your dad. I said, okay, and like, I don't care, okay, fine. I'm, you know, I'm a teenager, you know what I mean? Um, and what caught my eye that morning was, number one, they were dressed alike. They were fly. He had on a, I remember it, a gray pinstripe suit, three-piece. She had on a gray pinstripe suit, cut from the same material. 
So I knew they were important, even though I didn't know who they were. And uh, they got to my dad's office, and before I knew it, it came time to preach, and dad had flipped the script, and he wasn't preaching that morning. And he introduced this gentleman that day that arrested me as it relates to biblical preaching by the name of Dr. E.K. Bailey. And his lovely wife, Lady Sheila Bailey, who is with us tonight. I honor you, mother. I thank God for you. And for my sisters tonight, yes, honor them. I, I remember the sermon, Dealing with the Enemies of Joy. Beware of the dogs, Philippians. I've never forgotten that. I was a teenager. And then some years ago, Pastor Carl and I were talking about it. Before the Lord called him to sleep with the angels, he invited me in one of his last expository conferences. At that point, I was the youngest preacher to ever have preached in the expository conference. I owe a lot to Dr. E.K. Bailey. And I thank God for his sainted memory and for his lovely wife. I'm glad to be at Concord. I came years ago to preach your pastor's anniversary with my brother, Pastor H.B. Charles, and it is just a joy, Pastor, to be back here with you tonight. I thought you liked me, but you made me come after you and then after Pastor Cosby. Then I got to look at Pastor Cosby's face again tomorrow night in Beaumont, Texas. I thought you liked me until then you put me behind my daughter, Tasha Cobb, Leonard, who is so near and dear to our family, uh, but I'm glad to be here. L listen, if you have your Bibles, let's go to work. Uh, go with me to the Old Testament book of 1 Kings. And if you don't mind standing with me to honor the reading of God's word, 1 Kings chapter 17, I'm going to begin reading at verse 1. 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 1. I'm reading from the New International Version. You follow along in your copy of the word of the Lord. Now Elijah the Tishbite from Tishba in Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord, the God of Israel lives, whom I serve, there will be neither dew nor rain in the next few years except at my word. Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah, Leave here. Turn eastward and hide in the Kerith Ravine, east of Jordan. You will drink from the brook, and I have directed the ravens to supply you with food there. So he did what the Lord had told him. He went to the Kerith Ravine, east of the Jordan, and stayed there. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning, and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. Sometime later, the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land amen you may be seated in the very presence of our god i want to i want to preach tonight as the spirit shall guide with this thought in our minds the power of place the power of place Elijah was one of the first in a long line of important prophets that God sent to Israel and Judah. Elijah appeared in the land of Israel at what 
historians tell us was a very crucial time in the land. The land of Israel was now divided into two kingdoms, the kingdom of Judah and the kingdom of the ten tribes or the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. And on the throne in the latter sat a king by the name of Ahab, but the true ruler of the land was his wife, Jezebel. Jezebel was originally a Phoenician princess who had never given up her Phoenician way of life. And as a result of that, her influence was very great, not merely over her husband, but throughout the kingdom. One of the results of this Phoenician influence was the worship of this God called Baal, the God of the Phoenicians. It had spread with even greater force and was the cause of much of the trouble that befell the land of Israel. It is into that context that we are introduced to Elijah. What makes the calling of Elijah so strange and strong is given to us right there in his biological resume. He was a Tishbite from the land of Gilead. Now, nobody said nothing because that don't mean nothing. And that's the point. That's all we are given about the man who is touted by some as the most famous and dramatic prophet of Israel. Listen, he is from Tishba in Gilead. Gilead is east of the Jordan River and it was occupied by Israel from the time of Joshua there's no firm evidence. I looked everywhere I could because I knew I was coming to Pastor Carter's church. So I had to do a whole lot of homework. And I looked everywhere I could. And, and nobody can really tell us where Tishba was other than somewhere in Gilead. So then God, who can call anybody, goes to the backside of nowhere and finds a nobody to call into an assignment. I just got started, but I'm preaching already. What a powerful and simplistic statement that God goes to the backside of nowhere and gets a nobody to be on assignment. I just want to tell you, if you never become popular, just know that you're still qualified because God specializes in going to the backside of nowhere, going to the back of the line, to the bottom of the stack. And a few of us should have raised our hand because the reality is there are some of us in here who were born in obscurity. Nobody knows your name. Nobody knows where you came from. But the reality is you're in here tonight because God, who could call anybody, went to the back side of nowhere found you brought you out and put an assignment on your life Elijah comes up showing up this polytheistic worship that has become pervasive by challenging the power of Baal in the very area Baal was responsible for <laughs> they thought Baal was responsible for the weather they thought Baal was responsible for the rain so Elijah comes on the scene and says the only living God says, it's not going to rain until he says so. You, you don't even get it. They thought Baal controlled the rain. 
So Elijah comes on the scene and says, the only true and living God is going to shut down the weather and it will not happen till he said, you can bow before Baal, you can pray to Baal, you can throw a seed offering at Baal, you can speak tongues at Baal, but until the living God says so, water will be cut off. I want you to get the picture. I'm going somewhere. He has stood before Ahab and declared a water drought. He now has embarrassed Jezebel who brought this Baalism into Israel. And now God gives Elijah instructions and directions. And the Bible records that Elijah turned to the east, went to the brook. And when I was doing my study, just doing, you know, normal looking I found some theology in geography that I think gave me a hermeneutic that'll make you holler I, I, I found some theology in the geography because here it is at this brook he's only 46 miles from the ocean and only 13 miles from the Jordan and God says I'm sending you to the brook for water the only reason he goes to the brook is to have water in the drought. He has 46 miles to get to the ocean, only 13 miles from the Jordan River, and he's got to pass the river and can easily get to the ocean, but is given instructions to go to the brook. Y'all don't see me yet. The brook it's the smallest body of water that is available and yet that's where God sends him. Y'all ain't got it yet. He sends him to have water to drink during the famine. Y'all ain't got it yet. There was more water all around him. More than enough is around him and yet God sends him to barely enough. I just want to ask you a question. Can you be faithful? to the place God sends you even when something bigger is within proximity and accessibility oh I know it's going to get rough in here tonight can you be faithful to go to something that looks smaller than everything around you and be satisfied because that's where God sent you because I came all the day way to Dallas to let somebody know the blessing is not always being in the bigger place but the blessing is being in the right place God who am I talking to in here tonight is there anybody that can testify tonight that the right place might not always be the bigger place by comparison but it's always the best place because it's where God told you to go I don't need all y'all I just need about a thousand of y'all who can say God thank you for blessing me in the brook there's bigger all around me but this is what you gave me I don't need all y'all I just need somebody who can say I don't have the biggest check but I'm a shout cuz I got one I don't have the biggest house but I'm a shout cuz I got one I don't drive the fanciest car but I'm a give God praise cuz I got one if you're a pastor I don't have the biggest church but I'm a give God praise cuz I got one is there anybody in here who can say I don't have an ocean I don't have a river
Come on, I feel like preaching. Just shake somebody's hand. Tell them it's got my name on it. And I'm going to celebrate that I am where God wants me to be. You might be sitting next to an ocean liver. You might be sitting next to a river dweller. But don't hate on them, baby. Because if God sent you to your brook, you got to shout that God gave you something. Y'all sit down. Y'all sit down. All I want to tell you tonight is places matter just as much as power. Places matter. You, You need to be in the... Have you ever thought about this? If you go back to the beginning... God created places before he created people. (laughs) Because places matter. He then placed the people he created in the place he created for them before he created them. Y'all didn't get it. When they messed up, he kicked them out of the place. Which means he kicked them out of purpose. I hope I don't tear this church up. And then when they got out of place, it took him going to a place to bring them back. Y'all didn't get it yet. At the cross, I know it's early, at the cross where I first saw the light. Places matter. Places matter. You better hear me tonight. I came to try to help somebody get over your jealousy or insecurity. Hey, because you mad at your brook while you got to watch everybody else live in their ocean, swim in their river, and all you got is your brook. Because you better hear this, your assignment and your gifting will never be in two places. Y'all don't like this. And our job is not to pick where we want to be. It is to discover, be told, and submit to where God wants us to be. And don't make the mistake of chasing what you think you're entitled to and miss out on what God has for you. Ain't nobody talking to me. The text says, he said, I commanded the ravens to feed you there. Here's my question. Are you there? (laughs) Whatever your there is, are you there with your family? Are you there with your church? Are you there in your job? Are you there in your maturity? And here's the question I raise. How do I stay in lesser when I get tempted by greater? Jesus, help me tonight. I I, want to give you, I just want to give you three things from the text. And I promise you, I'm going to sit down and be out your way. Um, uh, The text teaches us some great stuff, y'all. His first thing the text teaches me, I think, that provision is always tied to a place. Okay. Provision is always tied to a place to a place um the only way to overcome the strong urge to choose what seems to be bigger 
is to understand the power of place as it relates to provision. Look at the text. God says, I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. He didn't just say, I commanded the ravens to feed you. I, I commanded the ravens to feed you there. So if you get where you're supposed to be, the ravens will feed you there. If you stop somewhere else, ain't no ravens coming. If you let the devil tempt you, to believe that because it's bigger, it's got to be the Lord. Because the ravens are only coming where I send them. And I'm only sending them where I sent you. So if I want my godly provision, I've got to go to the place where God told me to go. Because provision is not coming to find me at the ocean or at the river. They're coming to find me there. There was the place of provision. If he, if he had stopped or gone anywhere else, he, he would have missed what God had for him. It's a place of provision. See... You can be in a bigger place and have a bigger struggle. Y'all ain't happy. I'll come back in about five minutes. Um, you, you can have bigger and still have more struggle if bigger ain't where God assigns you. Woo! Every bigger check ain't the right place. Every dude ain't the right boo. God sends you what you need only to the place where God sends. See, God provides where God guides. Hey, here it is. Some people wonder how you've been able to make it with your group salary. Some people trying to figure out how you still got joy and you wearing the brook clothes. You driving the brook car. It's because God keeps on providing. They can't figure out how you look that good and you still wearing the same stuff. Still on the same job. Still in your mama's house. Still driving a hand-me-down because when you go where God tells you to go, he'll provide everything you need and he'll make you look like a millionaire on a minimum wage salary because you're where God told you to be I want you to encourage somebody and tell them go where he told you to go and he'll give you everything you need to stay where he told you to be hey and here it is watch the ooh, watch this I'm trying to keep still my wife watching I got a bad knee I ain't supposed to hop but I feel glory um he says, I have already directed the ravens to feed. Y'all didn't get it. He didn't say, when you get there, I'll tell the ravens to then come there. He said, I've already arranged what you need 
and it'll meet you there when you get y'all didn't get it y'all didn't get it i don't have to do it for myself i don't have to manipulate i don't have to politic i don't have to kiss up in the words of dr joe gregory god is a god of prearrangements he prearranges what i need even before i get there how do you think you survive some of the stuff you went through because god in his omniscience knew where you were going to be and he had already orchestrated everything you needed before you got there shake somebody's hand and tell them the ravens are coming everything you need it's already watch wait oh hold on ravens Woo! God said not only not only am I going to bless you because you are obedient to what I tell you to go watch this but I'm going to bless you through the most unlikely source ravens were like vultures they were contaminated yes they, 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 they didn't have nothing they could touch that they didn't contaminate Ravens ain't supposed to feed nobody. They're supposed to eat whatever they find. So, oh my God. God says, I'm so omnipotent that I'll make ravens do what they don't want to do just so they can bless you. You didn't put it. Let me put the spin on it. God said, I'm going to make that boss that don't like you promote you. I'm gonna make that bank that don't want to give you the loan give you the loan I'm gonna make everybody that wants to see you down lift you up because God said I'll make them do what they don't he'll prepare a table for you in the very presence of you I need somebody to holler the ravens are coming Sit down. When that boss acts like they don't want to help you, you just walk away and just say, that's all right, God's going to turn it around. When that bank acts like they don't want to help you, just walk out and say, that's all right, they're going to call me back tomorrow. Because God's about to flip the script and make folk help you who don't want to help you. Got to keep going. Got to keep going. Oh. Um. Bro. Uh. Provision is tied to a place. But I don't know that. There's a purpose for why God sends you to that place. And that purpose, write it down, tweet it, Facebook it, whatever you're doing. Um. That purpose is protection and preparation. Boy, this finna get good. Um, this, this might not be for everybody in the room, but I know it's for somebody. Because I tried not to preach this sermon. Every time I went to flip to something else, God made me keep coming back. So this, this, this is the one right here for somebody. Because you think when God sent you to a brook and made you pass oceans and rivers, he was holding you back. And then you went and listened to some fanatical 
Neo-Pentecostal pimp preacher. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not home. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. Who tried to convince you that you ain't got bigger because you ain't got faith. Because <laughs> they, they, they fed you some erroneous theology that the barometer of God being pleased with you is how much stuff you got. I'm in trouble now. So now you're running around leaving the church that's helping you manage the brook. Run into some other church that you think can help you shout your way into an ocean. Are y'all still in the room? Are y'all still in the room? I know y'all don't like this right here. You, you run to the church where they told you if you throw enough money on the altar, yeah, you're going to have a check in the mail in four days. It was already in the mail. You, you done ran to say, yeah, y'all don't like me now. Yes. Yeah. You done got convinced that because you ain't got bigger, you ain't holy or you ain't got enough faith or you ain't praying right or you ain't speaking in the right tongue or you ain't in the right church. But sometimes God has to take Take you to less to get you ready for more. I'm finna preach in here because what God's not going to do is let your assignment outrun your maturity. So God will hide you. He's not holding you back. Remember, he insults. Jezebel who runs Ahab so God's got to get him out of town before Jezebel can convince Ahab to kill him Woo, God help me in here so God's not holding you back Sometimes God is protecting you from what, what wants to kill you. Because if he doesn't hide you, God help me, you will be susceptible to stuff you ain't mature enough to handle yet. Y'all better hear me. God will hide you and develop you at the same time. Elijah was just getting started. So God had to put him somewhere where he could work on him and teach him how to pray and teach him how to have quiet time and mature his faith and teach him. How, and you know why we get quiet? Because we got a generation now that is about to miss God's best because they got to have it now. They don't want to go through nothing. They don't want to have to face nothing. They don't want to have to struggle through anything. But baby, let me tell you something. If you can't take it, you ain't going to make it. Sometimes you got to learn how to take some stuff so God can grow you and mature you and prune you and purge you and grow you up. And here's the good news. If God has put you in hiding, come on, I want you to help me preach to somebody. I promise you, I ain't going to make you stay in that neighborhood long. Just grab your neighbor by the hand and tell them if God has you in hiding, you're just hiding for now. 
Oh, yeah. See, here it is. When God has you in hiding, that means he's working on you. So people don't see your process, but they will see your completion. Oh, God, I feel like preaching. I came to talk to somebody that knows God's been working on you in private. He's been doing stuff for you you can't tell nobody about. He's been making you wrestle with stuff you haven't told anybody about. But the good news is 2019 was your private. 2020 is your public coming out. And because you've been faithful, I just need about 1,500 of y'all to holler at your boy like you know this is your year to come out. God's been working on you. God's been maturing you. He's been hiding you. And this is your year to step out. Sit down. That's the holler of somebody who's ready to come out. See, some of y'all don't recognize that holler because you bad and bougie, raindrop, drop top. But there are a few of us in here who say, I recognize that holler because I remember when that was me. I remember when I couldn't talk to nobody. I remember when God wouldn't let me tell nobody. But because I was faithful in the process, he promoted me in the completion. I gotta go. I had one more thing to tell you. And I'm I'm rolling in D flat. I'm an omega, D like dog, D flat. Um <laughs> here's the last thing I wanna tell you. Provision is tied to place, purpose is tied to place. But you got to practice patience while you're at the place God sends you. Don't, don't allow, oh, this is so good. Don't allow what happens subsequently to move you from what God said initially. Because some stuff that happens subsequent or since God initially spoke to you will make you think you heard God wrong. I know that ain't never happened to y'all because y'all y'all more saved in Texas than we are in Florida. But, but, but sometimes I know I heard God. But when stuff started unfolding, when I was obedient to what God said, I started wondering whether or not I heard God or heard myself. Okay, watch, watch. Let, let me hear you yell initially. Now that time you yelled it like you yelled it like a student who yelled it because a teacher told them to yell it. But I really want you to yell, yell initially. Okay. So initially, God says, go to the brook, drink from it, and I've commanded the ravens to feed you there. Jesus, Go to the brook. <laughs> the ravens are going to meet you and feed you and drink from the brook. Say again, initially. initially. Now say, subsequently. subsequently. The text says, subsequently. 
sometime later, the brook that God told him to go to initially <laughs> dried up. Can, can I ask you a question and you promise to be honest with me? Have you ever experienced a definite leading of the Lord and all goes well for some time and then subsequently something goes wrong? And it seems to happen at the worst possible time. The, the brook dried up after God promised to look after you. The source of your livelihood and well-being begins to dissipate and disappear. Can I help you? First of all, it said the brook dried up, but it never said the raven stopped coming. Y'all didn't get it. Because God won't let everything break down at the same time. I just need a few of y'all who can say, God, I thank you that when that broke, this still worked. When I lost this, I still had that. When my family went crazy, I still had friends. When people were out of their mind, I still had a church. I just need about 300 of y'all who can give God a good praise that he didn't let everything fall apart at the same time. He left you with something to let you know he was still working he left you with something to let you know he was still in control now here's what's deep here's what's deep you're, you're watching brook dried that word dried in the original Hebrew is in a strange verbal tense because the implication is Elijah didn't go to sleep and woke up the next morning and it was gone. The implication in the Hebrew is he woke up one morning and looked like it was a little less than yesterday. He woke up the next morning and looked like it was a little less than the day before. Woo! He, he woke up the next morning Okay, no, let, let me put a hermeneutic on it because y'all ain't getting it. You woke up this morning and there was a certain balance in your bank account. You wake up tomorrow morning, bills you forgot came out your bank account. Yeah, I knew I was going to come get you. Then you wake up the next morning and the balance the day before is gone. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. Oh, that didn't get you. You got married for better or for worse. God help me in here. And at first everything went well, but you went from being lovers to being roommates and you watched it happen slowly. What do you do? When there's a famine, so you know ain't no water coming to replenish. And God has given you no instruction that you can leave. Can't make ends meet like you used to. Short of what you used to have. Can't go where you used to go. Can't buy what you used to buy. 
God help me in here today. Yes. All I came to tell you is stay right there. I, I ain't got nothing deep for you, but that word is what somebody came for tonight. Things ain't what they used to be, but stay right there. Because God is not the brook. God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And if God is your God, it don't matter what's going away. God will keep you when everything else starts coming up short. See, that's why some folk don't understand your shout because they know you got less than you used to have. They know your life ain't what it used to be. And they call you fake and they call you phony. They just don't know. You don't like where you are. But because God keeps making a way out of no way, opening doors nobody can shut. You keep on giving God the praise even though your life keeps getting worse. I wish I had a praiser who could say, God, I ain't got what I used to have, but I still thank you. I can't go where I used to go, but I still lift you up. I can't drive what I used to drive, but I'm still giving your name the glory because you're still God. And I don't praise you for what you give me. I don't praise you for what I have. I praise you for who you Watch. Watch. I'm done. Initially, God said, go to the brook. Subsequently, the brook dried up. I didn't read verse 8. Because verse 8 said, when the brook dried up, then the word of the Lord came to Elijah. And said, I got something else. So he went from initially to subsequently to eventually. Y'all didn't get it. Y'all didn't get the shout. Y'all didn't get the shout. If I can just hang in there through the subsequently season eventually is going to show up that's that's the word for 2020 that's the word I need you to leave revive with I need you to leave just saying eventually when you look at your bank account eventually when you look at your child acting crazy eventually when you look at your marriage not acting right eventually when your boss won't give you that promotion eventually I just want you to practice it one time find three people and just tell them eventually eventually yeah, let's roll. Come on. Find your three people uh, and just tell them eventually. Uh, Y'all ain't told nobody yet. Uh, so let me help you real quick. Uh, eventually means uh, I'm just waiting on the next move of God. Eventually means uh, I know God's not through with me yet. Eventually means uh, God's got something else for me. Uh, weeping may endure for a night, uh, but eventually, uh, John comes in the morning they that wait upon the Lord eventually they shall renew their strength eventually they'll mount up on wings as an eagle they'll run and not faint I need you to grab your neighbor and tell your neighbor neighbor the word for 2020 is
is eventually I don't have it right now but if I stay right there eventually God's gonna make a way if I hold on a little while eventually God's gonna bring me out good night Concord may the Lord God bless you real good but is there anybody in here that can help me close this sermon stand on your feet if you're gonna wait on your eventually high five your neighbor and tell them I'm waiting right here on my eventually because I know that the Lord is sufficient the Lord is all powerful the Lord is still watching me I got to leave y'all alone but would you do one last favor take one neighbor take them by the hand and tell your neighbor neighbor eventually that was the wrong neighbor turn on the other side put your arms around somebody shake them and rock them rock them and shake them shake them and rock them and tell them neighbor Eventually, he's gonna do it. Eventually, God's gonna make a way. Eventually, God's gonna bring me out. Eventually, God's gonna turn my child around. Eventually, God's gonna help me pay these bills. Eventually, I'm gonna restore my joy. And do I have any witnesses that knows God will? Restore your joy. God will restore your mind. God will restore your peace. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Won't he fight your battles? Won't he make your enemies your footstool? Won't he give you joy and sorrow? Won't he give you hope for tomorrow? Won't he dry your tears? Won't he, won't he, won't he, won't he, won't he? Won't he, won't he, won't he, won't he, won't he? And because I know my eventual is on the way because I know God still got something waiting on me I'm not gonna wait till the battle's over but I'm a shout right now find you a neighbor shake your neighbor's hand and tell him God works in eventually God works in his own time because one Friday they hung him on a cross everybody starts shouting in the devil's camp everybody start dancing in the devil's camp he died all night Friday he died all day Saturday but eventually early Sunday morning he got up with power in his hand high five your neighbor and say neighbor I'm waiting on my eventual
actually I'm waiting on my turn I need somebody to get out of your seat walk in the aisle and say I'm waiting on what God has for me but until then I'm a shout I'm a praise God I'm a lift him up so let the redeem of the Lord And he shall strengthen your heart. They told me I'd never preach again. They told me I'd never sing again. But God had an eventually waiting on me. Receive it. Receive it. Receive Receive it! Receive it! If you don't mind, I want to pray. Come on, slip your hands in the air all over. There are some of you who are getting anxious in your subsequently. Because things are drying up. And here's the temptation. Why should I stay where things are drying up when I can walk to where there's more of what I'm losing? And it's a simple answer. Because that's where God told you to be. Don't you get, don't you get fanatical. Tell my well, the brook drying up must be a sign until God speaks to you. Come on, slip your hands in the air. Just, just play me something worshipful on the keys. Just. 
I want to pray. Yes. Woo. Woo. I, I know what that's like, beloved. I. 1995 I went back to Jacksonville to stand beside my father the year, year 2000 they voted to make me co-senior pastor and I had ocean and rivers invitations coming at me <laughs> I had ocean and river money being offered and I kept being tempted like God why don't he just retire let me run this I didn't realize at the time God was protecting me ah, and preparing me and all right you guys we've come to the end of another podcast uh, we are praying and hoping that you all have received something from the podcast on today. We hope that the word definitely hit home and that the music has definitely uplifted and encouraged you all on today. Um, as always, we thank you guys for listening, uh, taking out time to tune in each and every time that we post the podcast. Uh, again, uh, it's not to be bragging, but we definitely have some good numbers on uh the podcast being listened to and we are grateful that you guys have been listening and we can tell that you guys have definitely been sharing the podcast so don't stop make sure you get that podcast out there you might run across somebody who definitely needs to hear a word from the lord so again don't be selfish with this thing get the podcast out there pass it on to a friend text it to somebody send a link to someone uh, uh, send it in an email text message um, uh, snapchat uh, facebook message we don't care how you get it out there just get it out there we definitely want everyone to uh, tune into the podcast as often as we post and we definitely want to be an encouragement to the people of God and uh, also those who um, might not have a church home, might not have um, that type of relationship with God, but are seeking something and they might listen to one of these podcasts and it could be the one thing that encourages them and causes them to want to come to Christ and ask, what must I do to be saved? So let's make sure that we're sharing this podcast and getting it out there. We thank you guys. We love you guys. We have every intention on coming back on next Sunday and posting another podcast. Uh, I was smart about this podcast and got everything prepared and ready to go on Saturday night so that on Sunday morning we could get the podcast out bright and early. So I think we might need to stick with that method. I think there's a method to that madness and we need to stick with it to make sure that we get this podcast out each and every week to you guys. Uh, again, we thank you. We love you. We appreciate you. We are praying for you uh, and we hope that you are also praying for us. Uh, we thank you guys for all of your well wishes, uh, for all the gifts, all of uh, the essentials 
and uh, everything that you guys have done as far as uh, being a blessing to uh, our third addition here in our household, little Layla. And she is definitely a bundle of energy. Uh, and we are grateful that God has blessed us to uh, have a completely healthy uh child who has no issues has no problems um because we know that it didn't have to be that way um but we are definitely grateful that god has his hand upon her life as well as our other two daughters and we are appreciative of you guys um sending out your prayers your well wishes and also all of your gifts um we thank we thank you thank you and we thank you again um, but until next week when we all get back together here on the podcast we pray God continues to keep you, continues to cover you, continues to have his hand upon your life, continues to lead and guide you. And we all will be looking forward to getting back together on next Sunday. So until then, we will see you on the other side. You just-
Jesus. I know that he is able. I know that he is able. And you know, I can't find any words to say. You know what I'm saying? Hey, hey, hey.
way of announcements. I want you to join us. I want you to join us in the next few moments. I want you to join us in the front of your house. I'm about to create a praises put right there in front of your house. You better pull the car over, don't make, it, make sure you ain't on the highway. If you at your job, go somewhere, you about to go in the bathroom and praise them. But for the next 45 seconds, you watching this loud, for those of you in this room, I need you to praise God, but hear me. I need you to call out your last name and then start dancing. I need you to call out your last name and start praising out. This one is for my family. This one.
Saturday night, the closeout of Holy Convocation 2020, Fire and Glory. Listen, I love you people of God. Father, I thank you for every person watching now. I decree over their life now a blessing. 
I thank you that this will be a week of good news. Woo! I have a decree over every person in this room. This will be a week of good news. I thank you for I'm in the middle of the week. You're getting ready to turn the rest of our week completely around. We give your name glory. We give your name honor. Father, we praise your name now. And we thank you because you're doing this one in our name. The Lord bless you tonight, people of God. Join us tomorrow night. We'll be right here. The Lord keep you.